Well, I did play Miles in Kilo. Is it Kilo or yes. Kylo? Yeah, I yeah, played I some of that. I want to say it's. I want to say it's probably Kilo because I, I want to say they're making like the play on words with miles and ki- and kilometers. Kilo. Oh, of course. I I yeah, think that's what they're going for. Yeah, yeah that didn't occur to me. <laughs> I just like read yeah. it in my head as Kylo for some because like miles and Kylo like the same I sound. Ki- yeah, and then yeah, and it's kind of like a cute Kilo. dog name. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you said Kilo, I was like, oh yeah, of course it's it must be Kilo. Like there's no such yeah. word as Kylo. <laughs> so for Kylo Ren, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have too much Star Wars, man. <laughs> but yeah, so I played yeah. some of that, and then I've been playing a bunch of Picross on the Switch, and I also played um, Alien Death Mob last night. Oh yes, you played. Oh yeah. Um, and. What else? I've been revisiting some Half-Life 2 recently. That's like my all-time favorite. Um, okay. I played a, a mod last night, so I could talk about that. But like, I, I feel like I probably mentioned Half-Life 2 in every single podcast I'm ever on. And just hey, like that's all good. in real life all the time as well. And anyone who knows me is just sick of it. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight where I guess I shouldn't say tonight, this morning, I'm still sipping on my coffee with uh, indie developer Matt Glanville. How you doing, Matt? Hello, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. And Matt's all the way across uh, across the pond over in the UK. But we've uh, we've raved about Matt's games a few times on the podcast, more than a few times. So it's an honor to have you on. Um, and just a, a quick refresher, I think the first game we probably mentioned was Switch and Shoot uh, through the uh, Itch.io uh, bundle for racial justice and equality, I think is where I discovered that game. And then uh, Ghost Grab 3000 was also in that bundle and then played Singled Out. I think we've talked about all your games except for Dungeon Death Ball, which uh, DJ and I have both been digging into pretty ferociously, especially DJ. (laughs) He picked it up and like the first time he played it, uh, he was over and we were playing some games and we were playing some co-op games, actually, uh, until I was like, hey, you should check out this Dungeon Death Ball game. I think you would like it. And then he kept, you know, he made it past the first round or two. And this is like kind of like a just briefly, it's like a turn based tactical roguelike uh, with an arcadey influence. But, you know, kind of like a quick play into the breach kind of situation just to briefly sum it up. But way more. It's there's a lot more mechanics going on. But anyways, DJ's like making it past the first. I think there's what, seven rounds, six rounds in the like tournament or whatever. Uh, there's um, or maybe it's four. Oh, so there's like, yeah, there's like, uh, so there's four sets of three. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And he's like, he makes it through the first set and he's like, you mind if I keep playing? And he just keeps going, he beats it on his first try. And then he's like, okay, I got to start going for the high score. And he's like, he's like convinced. He's like, I got to get an S rank on every level. Um, but anyways, we're both pretty hooked on that game and we definitely plan on, uh, talking about it, him and I on the podcast at some point. And I think next week when we interview you a little bit about your projects, we'll definitely maybe pick your brain. Cause I know that's kind of your first, uh, foray into early access and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, it's, it's gotta be exciting to be pretty close to release on that one too. So, yeah, yeah. It's been a really long time coming. I actually realized the other day that, um, this project has been the longest one that I've worked on on my own like i've worked on longer projects okay. in studios but um but of like all my solo projects this one's been the, the longest by a long shot yeah and it, 
And it's it's probably the deepest mechanic wise. I mean, not to say like I really think that your other games have like a really addictive, deep quality to them. But they are it is like, you know, you you have to just like the core mechanics and just be (laughs) into playing it over and over again, you know, which I'm a sucker for that. I can do that all day long, especially if there's leaderboards and, you know, just scores to chase or things to unlock or, you know, just cool palettes or what. Like, that's enough for me. I just like if the gameplay is fun, I'm. I'm somebody who's going to play for a 10, 15 minute burst at a time. A lot of times I don't have an hour, hour and a half to play games. And I know that another game just to kind of go into talking some games. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been playing some Snake RX, uh, both you and I, and that's S-N-K-R-X. And I, I can't say I've played a ton of it, uh, but that's one of the things that kind of keeps me in, keeps me away from getting totally into it. And I think you and I have had pretty similar experiences with this game, not to speak for you, but like a run in that game is like well over an hour, I feel, um, or at least a half an hour. I can't, it's been a little while since I played, but like, it's not, it, it feels like it wants to be, or I want it to be this pick up and play, you know, shoot them up, light roguelike arcadey experience, but it's really like, sit down and go through the you're you're almost like going through the motions it feels like especially in the early goings you know and like yeah i don't know i I just haven't fully like it's got so many cool things about it but i can't fully invest i don't know there's something about it that's not grabbing me even though i like everything about it yeah i know i know what you mean like i can't say i've played it that much either even though i really went into it wanting to like you said um like both, I think I've played it twice now, and both times it was like I kind of dipped in thinking, oh, this is going to be like a really short experience. I can like finish a run. Well, like, you know, this this game's going to kick my ass and I'm going to finish a run within five minutes, ten minutes, my first right. run, you know? And then it like, I ended up doing better than I expected, and it was going on for longer than I expected. And in the end, it's like, oh, I've, I've got other stuff to do. Like, <laughs> I need yeah. to just kind of give up on this and just like let myself die. And then it took ages to do that. So it's like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, um, man, we had that. We had a very similar experience. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's uh, there's there's a big kind of dichotomy between what it presents itself as and then like how deep it actually goes, I think. Yeah, I think you and I were kind of talking about, or at least I had mentioned, like there's all these different classes, and I might be using the wrong terms, but I think think I'm right. There's all these different classes and then different like types of units within those classes. And to me, it's like it would work if you just had the classes and that was it. You didn't have you don't need to have all those extra layers. It's like it's almost like there's too yeah, there's too many layers and then you it, it changes the way you play like each you're essentially building like pieces of your snake every time you like you unlock and you buy them essentially like it's got auto chess elements, which mm-hmm. again, uh, you and I, I don't think have played really any of these like Dodo or no. Dodo Dota auto chess <laughs> battlers and stuff. But no, I hadn't like, played them at all. It. I was completely new to that. And it was like, oh, um, there's this whole other world of like this whole kind of subgenre to discover here. Yeah. Yeah. When I was I happened to be streaming it when I uh, I had picked it up for like three bucks, which I think is the retail. But like it's not on sale like that was yeah. the full price. And I so I was like, oh, I'll check this game out and stream a little bit of it. And our uh, pal Zandan, who we've mentioned on the podcast before, um, was hanging out in the chat and was like, oh, this is like auto chess and was like, oh, that's like the the bank. Oh, you got to you got to watch your interest and like was kind of coaching me through the process. So it did help in that regard. But the whole time I was just thinking like, man, I wish this was a little more streamlined, a little more simplified. Cause yeah, it's got that arcade DNA that at least again, that's what I tend to gravitate toward and towards in these types of games. But 
I, I don't know. It just didn't fully grab me, even though I, you know, they keep updating it. And I'm, I'm curious to see where the game goes, because it seemed it really has kind of caught on. And I keep, you know, seeing people talk about it all the time. It's on mobile now. Um, You can play yeah. it in all sorts of places. So it's it's weird, because as much as we both said when we were talking earlier, uh, um, we would want it to be a little bit more streamlined and a little bit more pick up and play in arcade. Maybe not pick up and play, but yeah, simplified, perhaps. I mean, yeah, you can't argue with the fact that it's sold really, really well, and the yeah. developer like is clearly knew what they were doing and brought over like just the right amount of mechanics from auto chess, um, and and it's just clicked with an audience. So you know, I can't really begrudge it that much. It's like, oh, you didn't oh, make yeah, this game yeah. exactly how I wanted it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's more like, yeah, I love how games like in my head, I, I know even you were like, hmm, I wonder how I could, you know, split, play on some of these concepts, you know, right away. So, like, I feel like it's only going to inspire people just like, yeah. you know, not that Spelunky was the first action, you know, roguelike game ever, but like that really that game took off and then it was just like, oh, we can like to me, roguelikes have really kind of replaced like the I think I've said this before on the podcast, but like. It, it kind of recreates that feeling of pumping quarters into an arcade machine. You know, you're yeah. like, oh, let me try another run. Oh, one more try. One more try. We're like playing games at home on consoles that that kind of went away, you know, in in a good way. You know, you don't have to, you know, this way you're not you just spend your 10 or 15 bucks on the game and that's it. You don't have to keep pumping quarters into it, but it does recreate that feeling of like, oh, this is so hard and I need mm-hmm. to overcome this game. And like, I, I don't know, I, I really like not with every roguelike, of course, but like stuff like Downwell or something, you know, like it really recaptured that like arcade nostalgia for me that I I really love. So, yeah, when I see roguelike, I just tend to think like, that's what I want. I want these quick arcadey things, but that's obviously not where the genre got its start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's something in that, um, there's something they both share there, which is that like that kind of sense of, um, uh, like there's something to lose, you know, there's, there's like, there's a cost to, to screwing up when you're in an arcade. It's like you, you're losing your money and you're losing that chance you got to beat your score. Um, and then in a yeah. roguelike, it's like, I, you know, I, maybe I got some really cool combination of items and this is never going to come up again. And, and I, you know, I, I just got like, I just did this stage really well and it's put me in a really good position and I don't want to like screw up that chance now. Like they, right, they're both kind of, it. yeah, they both play on that same kind of feeling of like, um, you know, having a, having a lot to lose. I think that's probably the, why they work so well. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I guess while we're talking about, uh, a shmup of sorts, you know, I, I know you said you played a little alien death mob, which I talked yeah. about briefly when we had our friend Megan on the podcast, but this is more my style and possibly more your style as well. But it's like a, a very like level based like they, there's tons of levels. I was sh- kind of shocked. Like I really thought it was yeah. going to be like here's five, you know, like I thought it would be similar to like how Ghost Grab 3000 is where there's like here's three stages that are an easy, medium and hard or whatever. And here's like, you know, I, I figured there'd just be a few different zones and that would be it. But you're like kind of traveling around the world all sorts of cool settings. There's different enemies on every stage. Uh, granted, I haven't made it that far, but I've probably played at least 10 or 12 stages now. And there, there's new enemies like every single stage. They're throwing new 
you know, concepts at you. And I think I mentioned before when I talked about it, like crabs coming up from the beach, like it's like like the theme, everything around it is just so cool. And like from the get go, like as soon as you press play on stage one, it is just like an onslaught <laughs> of enemies. Like it's almost like, how is this even possible? Like, how, yeah. <laughs> you're just like pea shooter, but you can shoot so fast. You just and then that slow mo that you go into that bullet. Oh time man, I love that. Gets close to you. It's so satisfying, and it doesn't. I don't think it's giving you any advantage or anything other than you just you know other like it lets you see what's going on a little better. But like, it really lets you avoid those. Like you feel like you're overwhelmed and you're you're like, how the hell did I get out of there? But you it gives you the chance to get out of the tightest of gaps. And it's so satisfying. Yeah, because it like um, it doesn't um, like you're not faster relative to the bullets, are you? Like, it's not like uh, it's not like Neo in the Matrix, like where everything slowed down and you're still at normal speed. Like you slow down as well. I think it just gives you a bit yeah, more that, reaction time. Yeah, it's, uh, that's sort of what I meant by like it's not giving you an advantage yeah. per se. Yeah, you're not you're not. Uh, yeah, you're not moving in real time while everything else is slow mo. And it's you just have no like control. Focus, like, you, isn't it? It's like watch out. Like you're really yeah, close to it, a bullet. Yep, and it's just <laughs> enough of a reminder to like keep you on your toes, and it's ah, oh, it's I just love it so much, and like just scrambling around to grab power ups, and it's so, and it's I mean it is arcadey to the max. I mean it doesn't get more arcadey than this, you know. There's I think there's I can't remember if it's three stars or five star rankings for each stage. I think it's um, five. you know where you get yeah. certain points and and get a ranking on each stage, and like. I don't know. I, I love the pixel art. Like I'm, I, I feel like there've been quite a few games that kind of have this almost like this isn't quite ZX spectrum, but it's got, it's just like those neon, like really like popping colors that are really flat, but they, I don't know. They just pop. Yeah. Um, it's in that, and I'm a sucker in that ballpark. Isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. That, that was really good. And yeah, I totally agree. Like with what you're saying about how as soon as you start, it just, throws everything at you instantly but that's perfect like it's perfect for this kind of game because you know if you had these really long stages that you had to play through again and again and it just took ages to ramp up it it can get a little bit stale and is it kind of designed to be played again and again and perfected to get the the highest ranking um on each stage so yeah i love it i love that it just absolutely goes like full pelt to the point where it even feels like there's not much of a difficulty curve it's just like a flat line but it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's already maxed out at the start of the level and then it's just like can you sustain that for i don't know like for x amount of time yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it is though it it really is just like survive survive for this amount of time and if you don't get the power-ups and I I really like I didn't realize that there were power ups at first, but they're just like kind of cars that will drive down the street and you'll hear them honking and they'll drop a couple power ups. And I think you can just pick up one of them um, and the other one will disappear. And then but like as soon as I realized there were all these different weapons, different upgrades, shields, all that stuff, it's like, okay, they they give you a little bit of a fighting chance if you can make it over to those power ups. But man, it's it's really fun. And I really I'm a big fan of Pug Fugly Games, the uh, developer. Um, I don't know if you've played any of their previous games. I've only uh, played Destructivator 2, um, which was also in that Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. Um, yeah, I've but not yeah, played really it yet. fun. Like, I know you recommended really it fun. to it's, me, and I've not got around to it yet, but I'm definitely going to having played this one now. Yeah, it's really, and it, it that one really caught me by surprise in the sense that like it it doesn't look like Alien Death Mob looks a little more visually striking or at least like eye catching to me. Like, 
you could look at Destructivator 2 at a glance and it, it really like it it I, they're probably going for like that old like you know chips challenge kind of era of like pc game like it's got these like little tiny sprites and it but it doesn't look immediately like oh this game looks awesome i was just kind of like oh this looks fun I'll, I'll check it out it was in the bundle and then i got really hooked into the mechanics like just the level design is really solid the gameplay is really tight it's just like one of those games that it's like man it's it's just doing everything it's doing really well yeah um and I think uh, from there, I, another game, I know you checked out uh, Miles and Kilo, which is a game that we talked yeah. about and raved about on the podcast a long time ago, like early, early on. We picked it up on Switch. Um, I think all of us did. I know Randall and I for sure picked it up. And uh, we were just like, I think it was originally designed as an auto runner. The The original game from this developer is called Kid Trip. And then this is a sequel to that game. Kid Trip okay. for sure is an auto runner. And then this one, you can turn on auto running or you can turn it off. Um, but yeah. I'm pretty much I don't know how you played the levels, but I'm pretty much playing them like an auto runner. Like I'm just speed running, holding down right the whole time. I might pivot to dodge an enemy here and there, but like it just feels right to just keep just like in Mario games or whatever. I like yeah. to just kind of hold down the run button the whole time and, you know, get that like flow state of movement and it feels really like these levels are designed so tight and so well it feels really good to get in that flow state and i, I really love the game for being like a you know five dollar i forget how much it is but it's a super cheap you know little platformer on the switch and i think it's on other platforms too um but i loved it what, what did you think of this one yeah i really enjoyed it too i, I think it's like uh five or six pounds so that's probably about eight eight dollars something like that okay that sounds um, right yeah yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Like I, I, I liked how just everything was just super fast paced, and it's like it's got this real focus on speed. Like you said, like even though you don't have to keep running, you definitely feel like the game wants you to. Like the game thinks you should be running all the time. You know, like yeah. your your score, your like you've got your timer in the top of the screen like all the time like showing you how long the level's taking and then i love that yeah. like at the end of each level you look and it took like 30 seconds in like your final run you know like super short levels there was like um i played through like the first two worlds of this game and mm -hmm. and i was like oh, okay it's a, it's got a bit of challenge i'm doing all right and then i got to the second boss so there's like a boss at the end yeah. of each world and it just I just bounced off that really hard. Like it just, okay. I just found it suddenly spiked. Did you get to that boss? Do you remember from back then? I, I know I beat the game. It was one of the few games that oh. I've like made it all the way through to the end. And, and again, it is like on the short side, um, assuming that you don't get like stuck on a, on a challenge or something like that. But I, I, there definitely were some tough levels for sure. Like I do, I do recall it's been a little while since I played, but I do recall like thinking, man, this game is like for how bright and colorful and cheerful, like it looks like, oh, get this for your kids or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, it might be a fun little platformer for them. And if you're trying to go at it, like, you know, for the speed or even if you're not really like they the levels are kind of designed in like a way that like you you can't really make a mistake. As soon as you make a mistake, you're going back to the beginning. So or there, yeah, there are there checkpoints? I can't remember. No, I did feel like. I would have liked the odd checkpoint just because every now and then, like I know that I'm complaining about 30 second levels, but like every now and then it was kind of, uh, I'm trying to learn this last part of the level and it's just throwing me back to the, the beginning every time. But, yeah. You don't uh, get to like learn the new part. Yeah. Yeah. But I did feel like they would generally 
you had maybe a couple of different ways you could do things. You know how like with the uh, when you're playing as Miles, who's the 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 boy, um, you can like jump on enemies or you can throw fruit at them. So you've got like yeah. a couple of options, and then often sometimes as well you can just like stop moving and then like line up your jump or like time your attack how you yeah. want to. Uh, but then in the boss levels, it goes into like you're locked into an auto run even if you don't have the dog with you. So like right, in, the, right. in, in the other levels, like you grab the dog and he pulls you along and it becomes an auto runner. But in the boss levels, at least in the second boss level, even though you don't have the dog, you're still locked into auto run. And yeah, it's just like, you have to be like on the beat, every single thing that comes at you. Like you I was have just, to do it perfectly. I was just going to say it's all, it almost, I do kind of recall that stage, I think. And it's like, or that boss. And it, it feels like almost like a rhythm game. Like you're playing like bit trip runner or yeah. something, you know, you're like, you're not playing to the beat of the tune or anything, but like, you might as well you are be. just like, yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta make sure like, Oh, this rock or whatever, this projectile is going to bounce over me. I got to make sure I don't hit jump. And then I, you know, it's like very, it's almost like memorization at a point, you know, yeah. just like, I got to make sure I memorize the pattern of this enemy so that I don't, but then you also have to execute it cause it's one hit and you're, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm just so, so out of, um, out of routine of like that kind of game. I, I haven't played that kind of game in such a long time. And I think my reaction times are just like, <laughs> absolutely. It's well, funny. Cause now. like other than uh, that's funny. Cause other than dungeon death ball, I would say most of your games are like very, reaction heavy you know like they're very like <laughs> yeah. precision you know like they're very based around that i feel but they're not they, platformers they are yeah but but like none of my games have the like um like that whole thing is like this is a fixed pattern that you have to memorize you know like all of my right, games are like right. slightly varied every time you play them it's very it's very way. reactionary like it's all about reactions in your games i feel yeah, like reaction yeah. time it's not about I got to remember what to do here. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not knocking it, by yeah. the way. It's uh, like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I have loved many games like that. I just haven't played any for quite some time now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, before we move on to something else, I did want to give a just quick shout out to another little platformer kind of similar to Miles and Kilo, although this is more like a puzzle platformer. It's called Mecha Bolt. Um, and I just really love this one. I got it for it's from uh, published by Radalika Games. It was only five bucks on Switch. And it's like, I think there were 100 levels, maybe 80. I can't remember. There were four worlds with either 20 or 25 levels each. And it's just like a really clever, you know, there were maybe like five to eight different types of like little robot enemies that you would have to use to your advantage and by shooting them and like triggering them to shoot an arrow into into a wall that would that you can then jump on as like a platform or just like really clever ways to interact with all these different robots to like make some pretty challenging levels and again it was like I, I love these games that you can beat in like an hour or two like I, I started it up made a little video for it and then finished I was like man that was really fun and I got like over halfway through the game in the first you know half hour or so I was like I'm just gonna finish playing this up in bed tonight and I rarely do that you know usually I play a game and go okay that was cool let me what's next you know what's next yeah. on my menu and uh I don't know. This game just kind of hooked me in and it's got just really great pixel art. Like it's really just really charming and it puts it puts it over that hump of like instead of just being like a cool, well-designed game, it's like, oh, it's got kind of the whole package going on. Um, some cool tunes, especially the last world had a really, really great. It was like a great way to wrap it up. Like, oh, this is a this last track like this just feels like 
I don't know. It just felt like a really cool experience. I was really happy to have spent five bucks on that one. That's cool. I still need to play that one. It's been on my been on my list for a while. But the developer also makes some really good fonts, and I've used them in all my games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. I saw that they have a ton of fonts on their page. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've got loads on on itch and uh, yeah, maybe elsewhere. I'm not sure. But yeah, I've used them in Ghost Grab, Sigled Out, and Dungeon Death Ball. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and actually, I guess uh, just to shout out another game of theirs real quick, Loop Index, um, DJ and I had a like the first time DJ came over at like during this whole pandemic situation, like a, recently he was I had him over. We were like, let's play some couch co-op games. It's been been too long. And we've ended up playing Loop Index, which I picked up as well after ha- enjoying Mechabolt so much. And it's like it's pretty cool. It's like a top down similar challenge as far as the puzzles go, maybe even a little bit tougher. And you can play this game single player, but I don't even I don't even know where to begin single player because like you have to like you have to like whatever the last input that you put in when you switch characters like the other character like so if you're moving to the right with the character like when you switch to the other character the other one will keep walking to the right and then you there's like a button to stop that it's like really tricky like playing co-op was much easier because you know I could just move to where I needed to be. But like you're you're you kind of are supposed to like put in like the inputs for your character. It's sort of confusing. I'm not explaining it very well, but <laughs> it's I just kept thinking, like, how the hell would you do this single player? But it, it it's really tricky, but a really cool game. DJ and I were we kept saying like it, we just kept saying like, OK, let's play something else. But we just kept playing more and more levels like you know, <laughs> for whatever. We ended up playing for a good two hours or so. It was really fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not familiar yeah. with that. Not familiar with that one. Yeah, well, I know you've been uh, digging into, uh, thanks to John's uh, constant uh, goading on the Picross. He's always like, yeah. whatever new Picross game there is, he's he's saying, and I know that you popped in the Discord and were like, hey, which one of these are, are any good, John? And then he was like, there's demos for all of them. So I know you checked some of those out. Have you, uh, have you like, made the plunge and bought any of them? Oh, man. Yeah, I did. So I, I went on like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got hooked into Picross more than I have in many games in in quite some time recently um yeah because yeah. like i remember it from back in the day like I, i've played one or two going back like 10 years or something because i think they were on the ds maybe um yeah yeah and i never knew that they were on switch as well and then i i was listening to i've been like working my way through your old episodes like i listen to your new episodes when they come out and then i've been like going through the backlog of like okay of don't don't go too far back oh it's don't too go late too far I, back. I started on episode one. <laughs> oh no oh no no um, that's fine that's fine <laughs> i'm up to like 60 now yeah oh dang nice <laughs> yeah um so so yeah john was talking about that and and i listened to it um uh while i was walking i was on a long walk and um and i was like yeah this sounds really good actually like this sounds like exactly the kind of game that that i could play right now because i'm finding like i've got a i've got a two and a half year old boy and i'm working on like the final stages of dungeon dungeon death ball um right and just i don't need like more stress and pressure in my life (laughs) so a game that i can just chill out with and play at my own pace is perfect right now so i took a look on the eShop, and yeah there's like six or seven at the uh the picross s series on there then there's a few other jupiter yeah yeah the jupiter games so i downloaded a bunch of those i was like what's the difference yeah just download a bunch of demos 
um, and play like the free puzzles you get. And you get like maybe four or five puzzles in each one. So it's like, okay, these will keep me busy for a while, you know, like yeah, a while I'm yeah. kind of figuring out how to do it again, how to, how to solve them. Um, yeah. And then, and then I was like, okay, where else can I get some like free, <laughs> where, where can I get like more <laughs> free puzzles? So I started like looking on steam. I was looking on, uh, on like the uh, Android play store, Google play store. And I managed to find, find a bunch of stuff, but nothing was really scratching the itch. Like on the switch was the, like the Picross yeah. S series. Uh, that's just like really nicely polished and has like nice, nice loads of nice little, um, like kind of quality of life features just to, yeah smooth over a lot of the kind of frustrations you can have with it so yeah. so i was like okay this is the series i need and then i started researching like okay what what's the difference between each game in the picross s series and it's like okay they started introducing a new feature with each one like and then yeah but then i realized by like picross s4 they kind of added like all of the features that i was interested in so it's like okay that's my that's my entry point like that's they're all the, the same spot, otherwise yeah. yeah so i got number four yeah. and i've been working my way through that ever since that was like a nice. week or two ago and uh how many and like in the game like how many le- stages or puzzles are there do you know like total? Oh, uh there must be oh man well over a hundred of like the kind of standard stages like yeah yeah Yeah. you get like your kind of like your main bulk of just puzzles to solve but then you also get like the kind of the mega picross which is like giant puzzles and then you also get the color picross where you're playing with not just like on or off but also like which color the tile needs to be um and then you also get as you solve the regular puzzles you also start to unlock um what do they call it? I think it's like the the clip, Picross clip or something like this. And it's like small pieces, small puzzles that then form a larger puzzle when you've solved them all. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what they're called, but I, I definitely have seen that. I want to say clip. And I think some other places maybe call it like a mosaic as well. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah, so I've been working my way through those. And they, they must be like probably like maybe another 100 there or 50 to 100, something like that. Geez, so, so these will keep you occupied for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's just one game as well. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you find, is this something you're strictly playing, like, solo, like, meditative on your own? Because, like, one thing, it, it probably wouldn't work as well with Picross, but I, I know I've mentioned on the podcast before, but, like, I really love when there's, like, a good puzzle game, like, even something like Baba's You, like, somebody who's not necessarily holding the controller can kind of play along with you. If you're sitting on the couch and play like you can be, Oh, Hey, try this. Or, you know, is, is that something that you can do at all with Picross or is it strictly like, Hey, I'm, this is my meditative, like Zen time, me time kind of situation. Yeah, I think you could, I haven't been playing it that way. Yeah. I've been playing it as like me time. Um, like, um, yeah, just kind of chill out and like put some YouTube on and, and play it like, um on an evening or something like that but i i think you could i think it would be a very different experience because for me there's like i think when i'm playing it i'm holding lots of stuff in my head um that i can just like remember okay i'm going to come back to this little section in a moment um but right now i'm just going to fill in this little area and if you were playing it with someone else you'd have to like obviously verbalize that which may slow you down or just be a bit more of a frustrating experience. But then on the other hand, be a little clunkier. Yeah. 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 
Whereas I quite like just kind of blasting through the puzzle really quickly. Um, and yeah. I just get totally in the zone, you know, it's like complete focus. Um, yeah, it's almost like I, I, I like the idea. Like, again, I've not, I haven't spent too much time with Picross, but it seems like the same kind of mental state you get in for like maybe doing a crossword. But yeah, but not having to like rack your brain thinking of like obscure random words, you know, like it, you're just focused on the puzzle at hand and that's it. You know, you're not trying to what is another word for this, you know, or or yeah. just some weird pop culture reference or something. You know, it's like you're getting that same focus and, and kind of just. I'm just sitting down to do this by myself, but like, yeah, not like plucking at random trivia, you know? Yeah. I think, I think a crossword, you probably benefit more from doing it with someone else. Cause you get that kind of like, right, right. Extra, extra brain power, like thinking in a totally different angle to you. Um, yeah, but yeah, this one's more like Picross and well, I mean, I guess we should call them like nonograms. That's the like kind of a yeah. proper term for the puzzle style, but then they're, they're more like, number base so it'd be more like doing like a sudoku with someone else and it's you know like maybe not as interesting saying like oh well that could be that could be a yeah uh, you know there could be five here and two there like this one might be it might be an honor and off i don't know it's not quite as like an interesting discussion as like yeah what? yeah i was just gonna say not not the most engaging like couch conversation to be having <laughs> yeah. whereas like if it's baba as you it's a little different if you're like oh try like key is door and door is yeah. unlocked you know try the, all this different stuff like you can get just as much satisfaction even if you're not holding the controller yourself yeah however um, i think yeah. the um, the picross series on the switch lets you do two player so oh. you can actually pick up another another controller and have two people filling in the same puzzle oh hey now that's that's actually really cool yeah yeah that's an awesome feature yeah yeah, especially like for that. like the larger puzzles. Yeah, I love that. I yeah, because you can just like both that. start in like opposite ends and then kind of meet in the middle, or like one of you does one of you does like horizontals, one of you does verticals, and you start yeah. helping each other. Yeah, it'd be cool out. if they're. It'd be cool if they were like, you know, just for the fun of it, even like if it kept score of like how many blocks each person filled in, you could almost like race each other. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah have you been playing anything else you want to mention before uh we uh wrap things up i know we'll probably talk about some more like of your influences and whatnot when we're chatting just the interview wise next week but like any other games you've been digging into uh not really you know like I've, I've had so much on my plate that i just don't really get time to play many games anymore the main thing i've been playing actually uh other than those games is is um I'll, I'll pick up the switch with my son and he'll play the um, Yoshi's crafted world demo and yeah. the captain toad demo. So he like, nice. He asks me for Oshi and toad. Uh, and, and like, we just play through those first levels of each one. Oh, that's over and that's over. Awesome. And he absolutely loves it. That's awesome. How old <laughs> it? You said he's two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. So like he, he's just about kind of figuring out like, oh, when I press this button, it does this thing. Um, yeah. And he's he's like starting to learn that like, oh, this one does a jump. And if I hold it like we, we put on like the super easy mode in Yoshi. So if he holds it, he can fly. And then like while he's holding it, I'll move Yoshi like to the side. And then he and then he knows yeah. to like let go. And then that's like a jump up a platform, you know. Like a very, nice. very slow, methodical jump up a platform. Uh, <laughs> and he knows how to do the lick to like grab the uh, grab the shy guys with the tongue. 
Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I was, I was just talking with Randall last time we recorded. And like when I was just back home for uh, the wedding that uh, my brother's wedding, I was playing some games with like my younger cousins. Yeah. Uh, they're my second cousins. I'm ba- I was telling Rand, I'm basically like uncle Kevin and like playing games. And yeah, they're like six years old, two and uh, two and a half, I think maybe three. And like, yeah, we were playing like Mario and Sonic at the Olympics yeah. and Disney's some, some festival. And like, it was a ton of fun. Like, and it's, it's cool to see like, even these kind of Mario part, you know, they might not be the best games, although Captain Toad and Yoshi uh, Crafter World, those are both really cool games. Yeah. Um, but like just seeing like the intro, how engaged, like my little cousin just loves Mario. Like he's got all the Mario Lego stuff. He's got he's so like it, it's really awesome to see that video games can still like capture a kid's imagination just like they did for me. You know, I, I still remember like yeah. getting Donkey Kong Country for Christmas and being like. Because I, I remember seeing the pictures and stuff, the screenshots and Nintendo Power for Donkey Kong Country, and it was just like blew blew my mind. But like it like didn't feel real until I got the game for Christmas one year, and it was just like I'm playing this. Like I'm actually like I just, <laughs> I'm playing that. I'm playing this 3D game right now. You know, it's in hindsight, you know, it's not the most impressive thing, uh, but but it is. You know, it's it, it was at the time, um, but it, it's still really cool to see. Yeah, that like even whatever it is about video games they they just seem to capture not just kids anyone's imagination but it's cool that like even these games that you might be able to write off and say like oh it's just a disney cash grab or it's a you know mario and sonic you know they're not the highest rated games but they're fun and you know that if it can get my cousins playing games or allow me to play with them. It's awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure you feel similarly like being able to play with your son and I'm sure he's only going to get more interested as he grows up. I guess you don't, you never know, but it sounds like yeah, he might get sick path. of them really soon and, and just think it's just a lame thing that his dad does. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Once he, once he realizes it's what you do, it's what you do for a living, then it's going to be lame. But <laughs> until then it can be, he can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess the only other thing I wanted to mention real quick, just because you and I have talked about it before, is uh, Snakebird and in particular Snakebird Primer, because John and I talked about Snakebird on the podcast a little bit uh, a little while ago and talked about how difficult it is and yeah. uh, to the point where they and that's what you and I were talking about. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I think we got like I got to like level. I did a little video spotlight for it and I got to level. I definitely didn't get past like the first little island zone. Like, I don't think I got further than 10 levels in. And I was like, I am stumped. Like, I and I I might have been like five levels in. I have very little progress. And Snakebird Primer, they released as almost like a, hey, if you thought Snakebird was too hard, check out Snakebird Primer because it's <laughs> like going to kind of ease you into things. And it, and it almost too easy at first. Like, I was like, oh, man, this is like they dumbed it down way too much. But once you get past the first like, 10 or so stages that really just kind of show you the ropes. It really, it really does a nice job of like this, like I'm making progress. It doesn't feel too hard, but I don't feel like an idiot at all times. Like it's, it's really cool. So I definitely, if, if you're someone that has checked out Snakebird um, and thought, man, this is a little bit, this is a little tricky. Snakebird primer is pretty cheap and it's definitely doing the exact same thing, but kind of like, it, it, it's exactly what it is. It's like Snakebird 101, basically. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend it, uh, checking it out, because I know you you kind of uh, were beating your head against the wall like I was with uh, that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we had exactly the same experience there. And I was like, I was so ready to love it, because I loved the art style of it. 
which is oh, usually so like cute. my experience with games. It's like I love the look of this. I love the like the style of the world. I love the the feeling of like inhabiting that world. But I I can't do it. <laughs> I need help. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then, yeah, it's... developers came along with some help for for us. I still haven't exactly. played Primer though, so I need to pick that one up. It... It's definitely worth like popping on the wish list and and grabbing when it's on sale. Or, or again, I think it is pretty cheap. Actually, we actually got it through the developer. They sent it out to us because we checked out Snakebird. So oh, cool. I was like, oh, cool. I'll check out Primer. And yeah, I was like, oh, I made a ton more progress. And it just it, it definitely made me feel feel smart again, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, sometimes like, well, even with Baba's you or whatever, I can feel like a total idiot playing some of these puzzle games. So. Um, but yeah, I think we can probably wrap up the, uh, video games chat there this week. And, uh, we mentioned a few times, but yeah, Matt will be joining us again next week to, uh, chat about some more of his work. We mentioned all his games at the top. So we'll dig into those, dig into some of just your other background and some of the stuff you've done. And, you know, we'll just chat some more and, uh, get to know, uh, you, you a little bit better and your, uh, you know, your work and whatnot. So until cool. then we will, uh, catch you next week and Matt, where can people uh, find you on the internet? Uh, all of my stuff is at mattglanville.com, and my Twitter is crowbarscar with an S-K-A rather than an S-C-A-R. Okay, what is the, what, okay, I always thought, is it ska? I always thought it was ska for, like, the style of music. Though. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I know it's not the most popular style of music, but but I, I absolutely love it. I'm a big I fan grew of, up like, on, the yeah, classic, pop. like, um, like, two-tone and, and. The real like old sort of Jamaican style of ska. I love that kind of stuff. Not such a big fan okay. of the kind of jingly jangly the pop punk ska the pop that punk, I grew yeah. up on. Yeah, like <laughs> I definitely went through a phase of that and then I was like, actually, you know, the the older stuff's better. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you like because ha- I liked that stuff at a time, and it's like you have to be like a teenager to like. Right now, <laughs> yeah. just like I can I can feel nostalgic about it, but I'm always like I don't I can't picture listening to this really like. I used to, and I used to love it. So yeah, unless you're like that's funny. really drunk and and you're jumping around like a fool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's what it was all about. Again, you got to be a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The, oh man. So I I always explain it with that caveat, like yeah, I love ska, but it's like the, the classic style. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like country. I like country, but like oh, the classic country. You, know? you, you gotta, you gotta distinguish, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah. So we'll talk with Matt more uh, next week about uh, his projects and work and whatnot. And uh, yeah, check out his games in the meantime, uh, so that you can uh, know a little bit more about what we're talking about. But until then, we will uh, catch you next week and take care. Bye bye. Um, so I'm just going to count one, two, three, and then like where the four would be, I'll clap. Okay. Um, and you'll clap at the same time. If you feel like you're in sync with me, cool. If you feel like, like just big thumbs up. If you feel like, oh, I was a little off, we'll just do another one. Okay. So no, there's like no pressure on this whatsoever. Okay. Um, here we go. One, two, three. I think I was a bit early. Bit early? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. One more time. Here we go. One, two, three. Yeah, that was good. Perfect. I'm going to jot down the time. But yeah, so like this, this is what I mean. So like just now on my end watching you, like your clap was like probably about almost a second after mine. Really? It doesn't make sense to me because when we're talking, it doesn't feel like your responses are a second after mine. It's it doesn't make sense to me. That's so weird. 
It, yeah, but that's how it always works. <laughs> it's 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 wild. 